Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. All right, it's Blamo Extra and our last episode of the year. Woo, we did it. It's our year-end review episode with none other than Mr. Derek Guy, the dye workwear king himself. Uh, is that even a thing, a dye workwear king? Who, whatever. But... I want to say this is all about lists. We talked about year-end lists, and I am just a sucker for every single year-end list. I read them all like crazy, whether it's records or movies or food or wine or watches or any of that stuff. I'm into it, and we got into it. We talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we bought, but more importantly, what we didn't even realize that we bought, and the evolution of tailored clothing. Last but not least, Derek discusses what he calls book core style, which uh, you'll have to hear for yourself. It's pretty gnarly. This was a wild chat, and we discuss what luxury has evolved to from food to clothes to crappy customer service experiences. It's a good old blamo extra. Happy holidays. Here we go. Well, happy holidays, fellas. Happy holidays. Uh, well, Rob's going to kick us off, but this is basically kind of a bit of an end of the year wrap talking about a lot of different things that's kind of happened this season i know that like we're not or at least i'm not like a trend report but i swear to god so many people want to know like summaries i i I, for one absolutely love year-end lists and i will read any and every year-end list even from people i don't even like (laughs) because i just want to know about their year yeah so we had a, a thread in the community um and it was john's idea about just everybody talk about like the kind of thing they picked up this year that was like the most meaningful or their favorite thing and and why and it was actually really remarkable how few clothes were in the conversation so it kind of made me like because i didn't i i had a cooktop that i bought that i really love jeremy you have a coffee maker um i mean derek what what would be your like kind of favorite thing that you you bought I figured this question was going to come up and I actually don't have a very good answer. Um, Mm. My answers are really boring and um, domestic. Um, And one of them wasn't even bought this year. I bought it last fall, I think, or maybe Mm. it might've been last summer, but it's um, a bird feeder. I bought a Yankee. I think it's the company's called Yankee doodle. I bought a bird feeder um, and that has been amazing for me. I really love feeding birds <laughs> and um i like bringing them to my backyard um is this the selfie bird feeder thing what's what's the selfie <laughs> self-feed or selfie no 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 selfie uh like s-e-l-f-i-e um like it a is, selfie oh God, stick. No, what is that it's a bird feeder what is it? It, it, Derek, this is actually kind of cool and this is what i thought it was it's a bird feeder that when a bird gets near it, it takes a photo of it and then it texts you. And so then you know, like, you get like these great photos, like very candid photos of birds just like, That's you know, awesome. munching on seeds. <laughs> it's, it's actually what really is that, cool. What is that company? What's the company that makes it? Um, 
the bird buddy is that it my bird buddy i think it's something yeah oh no oh yeah it's the bird buddy it aims yeah this is what it is i mean it, it it's just it's basically like a nest doorbell that is built into a bird feeder and so you know it's proximity triggered um yeah (laughs) there are constantly birds around my bird feeder though so i assume i would just be getting like a barrage of texts because it's like constant now um i have like maybe about 12 morning doves that come to my bird feeder and just tons of chickadees um so that that has been a small oasis of happiness in my life is that bird feeder and i also bought um a Kindle this past summer, which I feel slightly guilty about because I know everyone's like, you know, preserve books and all that. But um, mm. I really like my Kindle. I, I like not having to buy a physical book every time I want to read a book because I don't always want to store a book in my home. Because um, once once you get like a lot of books, it becomes it takes up a lot of space. So um, yeah, I I bought a Kindle and I like taking that with me when i go out um sometimes i have time to kill i'll read a few pages in a book um yeah yeah i guess that's the that seemed to be the rough consensus of the slack community at least the the people who answered that question and i, I do kind of wonder what does that mean because it's not like i have slowed down and buying clothes even as i kind of pursue these other interests i mean does that kind of suggest that the pleasure we get from clothes isn't i mean i guess what does that suggest about the pleasure we get get from clothes anything come to mind well i i still really like um i this past summer taylor started returning to the city for trunk shows and i commissioned some new suits um i still really like wearing taylor clothing um and it just you know uh well for if you go to taylor's it it takes a year or two for the order to be completed if you're going through a traveling trunk show. Um, mm. So I'm mainly just wearing clothes that I've owned for a while and um, still go out to dinner and, um, you know, still wear tailored clothing for dinner and, and whatnot. It's just not my immediate purchases for this year. So on that note, and this is the thing I'm going to, I don't think you're lying. First off, I'll be clear, but I'm going to gently call bullshit because I think there are some things that all of us have been buying that we don't even realize um, that have shaped basically kind of like this past year and like our looks. Because, I mean, Derek, and you nailed it when you were discussing kind of like the Yeehaw world when you were talking about uh, the new rise of tailoring. So you've been ordering stuff like what tailors have you tried? Did like... Did uh, Corcos, did Sartoria Corcos come out to where you're at? No, I tried to get him out to San Francisco, but um, he is all booked. It's, I mean, it's hard to even get on. You, you have to sign up for a waiting list, essentially, to become a client. And <laughs> I made it to the be a client kind of stage, but I would have to fly to New York to see him. And I wasn't going to fly to New York for fittings. Because um, yeah, he was there the, if- the other week. Yeah, I mean, if he was going to fly to San Francisco, I would definitely use him. I think his work looks great. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I, there are some clothing things that I bought um, that have kind of shaped my clothing interests. Um, I guess the one that probably defines it for me and is probably the corniest would probably be a pair of cowboy boots. Um, 
I still wear cowboy boots. I mean, I, you know, I talked to you, to you guys just a couple months ago, but yeah, I, I wear cowboy boots with, um, Chamala jeans and, um, I often wear a capital denim Western shirt with tweed sport coats. Um, I bought a couple of Ranger belts. So, oh, damn. Yeah, you're like was, full, gro- you're full Richard Gear. Or no, that's not a lie. You're Robert Redford. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd like to think so, but probably not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been enjoyable to, to wear. I mean, it, it basically stretches across my casual wear and, um, some of my tailored clothing. I mean, I, the nice thing about wearing a denim Western shirt is that you don't have to iron it. Um, so that has been nice because I don't always want to iron a shirt if I'm only going out for like a couple of hours. Whereas before, like if you're going out for the whole day, then of course you just need to iron a shirt. Um, but if you're going out just for dinner or, you know, just for a few hours for errands, at least I don't always want to iron a shirt. So I just throw on, um, a denim Western shirt with, which both is made from a heavier fabric. So it rumples more than it crinkles. And two, it's fine if it's kind of wrinkled. Um, it doesn't have to be this like super pressed thing. And I like the way that looks with tweed sport coats and the way it dresses down tailoring. That's been nice. Yeah, I have found my, I think one thing that's happened this year is like I, in my process of like trying to purge clothes that I owned, I rediscovered stuff that I'm now wearing more than ever. And a lot of it is like old denim shirts. Like I have a very, I mean, it's 13 years old or some. So now, uh, EG Chambray shirt. I'm literally wearing it right now as we're Mm. recording. Like, um, and I have worn that with tweed jackets i've worn it with like gray flannels uh it seriously has like you know given new life to all my tailoring and it's a shirt that i was about to get rid of because i was like i don't wear this ever and i'm like oh wait a second (laughs) yeah yeah have you ever have you ever done that thing where you almost sell an item and then you write the description you're like never mind this thing is too good uh, like you I don't know if you're looking on item. video, but everything back there is the exact problem right now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I will be in the process of selling something and I'll list on eBay or something. But then I write the description. I'm like, actually, this is really good. And I just sold myself <laughs> on this item. It's, it's I can believe. Well, I mean, I think you are a talented writer. Um, that, oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, that I mean, <laughs> yeah, actually, I've done exactly that. In fact, there's um, a shirt. It's a 316 shirt. It's the Asanoa print one from like mm. five or six years ago. And I was like, okay, I haven't really read it in a while. I was like, worn it in a while. And then, yeah, it started like trying to describe what I thought made it stand apart to kind of appeal to other people. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, Actually, this thing's awesome and I'm going to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's totally legit. Like I have, especially in terms of outerwear, like I, I just accumulate a lot of outerwear just because I love outerwear so much, but like, it just, it takes up like a huge amount of space. Right. Um, yeah. So I do, one of my approaches is like, okay, if I haven't worn in a while, like I'll just put it on, wear it out for the day and just see if I kind of, what's mm. in my memory kind of matches my experience of it. And honestly, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's like, you know, the magic is gone, like whatever. Um, so I think it that, that makes sense to me. I think it's a, a healthy approach. I mean, I think this is more the thing to discuss over anything. It's the fact that uh, 
I think all of us have had a bit of like eureka moments or rediscovery of things. I mean, like for me, I definitely got back into tailored clothing, but in a way that's far less fussy in the sense that I'm like wearing, you know, like the, like the DeBone Factor easy pants with like a Navy hopsack jacket and the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm not ironing. And I'm like wearing like, it's just all very frumpy for lack of better term. And I stopped wearing Aldens and penny loafers and chuckas because I was like, I'm never comfortable and it's stupid that I even own all these. And I'm just like, fine. And I just wear like Reeboks and Mephistos and Nikes. And I'm just like, I'm just done. I'm going to go full Ralph Lauren and just be like, fuck it. I'm not going to wear any of these shoes that are too uncomfortable anymore. And I think maybe the age I'm at now, like I've just like gone, I've really started to embrace this comfort thing, but, but wearing more tailoring with it. Mm. I've been thinking, I've been thinking that a lot of people dress like, um, like the people that I see who routinely attend bookstore talks. (laughs) Quote unquote, cool people online. And I say this as someone who both dresses like that and aspires to dress like that. I'm a little iffy about naming people because I don't want them to think that this is an insult. It's not. It's like something that I think genuinely looks cool and something again, that I both wear and aspire to. But when I see the cool people online and how they dress, they look almost indistinguishable from the type of person who routinely goes to a bookstore talk um, and reads like anthropology books, um, knows a lot about like whatever, like Tibetan pottery or something. It's always this like mishmash of like, like Western wear, frumpy tailoring. Um yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know how to describe describe the look, but it's very. It's like someone who reads bookstore. Die Workwear, or writes <laughs> yeah. Die Workwear. Actually, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a very strange thing that I've noticed online. Um, this kind of like like book core look, book core core book club core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you're kind of, you know, it feels like you're calling yourself out a little bit just because, like, how would you know what, like, a repeat attendee at a, a, a bookstore talk Oh, yeah. I mean, I go uh, to these like. I go yeah. to these talks. Yeah, I go to these yeah. talks and I look around and, like, all these people look, like, extremely fashionable people because mm-hmm. it's, like, a weird mix of, like, normcore, Western wear, Patagonia. Um, it's all that rolled into one crunchy kind of look. Um mm. Yeah. That's really interesting cuz it's it's like you're going out but like are you really going out? Like it's almost like in this kind of middle of these two activities that are just like, you know, okay, if you're just going to a library, you know, it's like whatever. And if you're going out, going out, maybe you naturally gravitate to dressing in a certain way, but I mean, Jeremy kind of- said tweet sport coats with Reeboks and Reeboks is extremely book core. I mean, that's mm. like that's I live like to the serve. book core that's the book core sneaker brand of choice. Hmm. I, it's just, I think there's something else too. That's, that's really funny that you mentioned because I know a lot of friends that are in the industry and they write all about 
Balenciaga and they talk about all these. And look, a part of it is them doing their job, but the people that know the most about fashion and that I'm friends with, I would argue that on paper they would never write about their own style because it is extremely the same and maybe book core, right? Like that I mean it's it's like boring. You know, like I know all the homies that wear all the you know that are talking about and they're dressing this person and they're styling that shoot and they're all wearing jeans, you know, vans, uh a t-shirt and like a chambray every day. That's what they've <laughs> right. been wearing for a decade. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, fine with that it. also on designers. Designers will introduce like an amazing collection. And then when they come out for the applause, <laughs> they're always extremely simply dressed. I mean, like, why why do they Raph never at least wear like a- the season? Can't they like can't Raph come out in one of the pieces too? And someone can be like, oh, it's cool that Raph wears it. But he comes out and he's like hands on his mouth in a black t-shirt and black pants. Yeah. Cop they're out. always incredibly simply dressed. Um, and it's also the only designer that I can think of that really goes all out is Mark Jacobs. Um, he's often photographed wearing crazy outfits, but everybody else is like dressed extremely simply, even when they're not on the runway, when you just see photographs of them, they look very normally dressed. That's very, I gotta imagine it's like a super intense process, right? Like it's just kind of the culmination of this a season that like every detail matters and maybe it's like they don't want to crowd their thoughts with like i don't know it's like so, almost well, like i guess the- rick also rick owens also obviously wears his stuff like to the full extent but that's true i think tom brown rick mark jacobs are right tom brown yeah my, my theory is falling apart no well i <laughs> i called my friend out on this and he was like well i can't worry about what i'm gonna wear because i spend all my time dressing other people and I was like, that's the lamest excuse I've ever heard in my life. I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you have access. You you can do all that stuff. I mean, I think that's that's happened a bunch to me. There was a time when I was working with a lot of clients and the amount of like free clothes I could get was an absurd amount. And I was paralyzed by the options because it was stuff that I would never be able to afford. Like you know, and so I would force myself to wear something and then try to base some outfit around it. And I think that's probably one of the, you know, to kind of tie this into a bow here is like some of the thing that's happened from the pandemic is you, because we're somewhat secluded, we are rubbing elbows with a lot of people, but it's just digitally. And so you don't get to see, you only see what, you know, is being shown to you. Like I'm not spending a bunch of time around a bunch of super fashionable people and I'm catching things that I didn't think I would catch. You know, I just see their fit pick and that's it. And so now I'm like, you know what? Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of dress for me versus dressing to, you know, try to impress someone or something like that. I'm just like, fuck it. No more, no more penny loafers. I'm sure it looks cooler. I'm sure it looks great with the white socks and I can do the whole dressing down thing but I'm grabbing the Mephistos. I'm grabbing the like arch support shoes and everyone else, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, one, I'm wondering if the- extremely book core. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fisto is, is even more book core than Reebok. Well, I got it all. You were saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, comfort shoes. Yeah. We could totally talk about comfort shoes, but um, 
Uh, so one of my question here is like if 2020 was the year of sweatpants, how will we remember 2021 from like kind of just a style perspective or like what sort of attributes of style speak to us? But it, it kind of feels you know, like we're you answering know, I that was, question a little bit. I, I've been reading um, Kennedy Frazier's book, A Fashionable Mind. She wrote about fashion for The New Yorker and A Fashionable Mind is a collection of her essays about clothing for The New Yorker. And the intro starts, um, the intro to the book is just her talking about when she first signed up to be the New Yorker fashion writer. And she's in this, she was assigned to be the fashion writer for the New Yorker, I think in the 1970s. Um, and she said at the time when she was assigned, she felt that clothing had become totally democratic, that, um, that, you know, fashion was no longer dictated from the top and and there was all this like groundswell of democratic movements and people wearing what they want um and the intro reminded me of kathy horn's essay i think in the cut or it may have been the new york times called the end of trends which i often refer back to that was published i think in 2015 2014 where kathy horn um said that the internet has made it possible for there to no longer be trends that people are just dressing according to their own kind of like subcultural group. But when you Mm. look back at the 1970s, the 1980s and the 1990s, and even 2015, you can see trends. I think it's just hard when you do end of year reviews to really say what was the trend. I think it's much easier because absolutely. If you ask people, how did people dress in the seventies? I mean, even people who aren't interested in clothes can can describe it. Um, I think it takes some distance to say what was the trend for that year. I mean, if I had to think of something, I'd say 1970s sleeves and Western wear was probably big this year. But I probably won't know until like five or 10 years from now where I get to say, oh, yeah, like that's the thing that everyone was obsessed with. And in hindsight, it was kind of weird. Right. It's just that when you're so close to it, it seems normal. It's it's sort of like... Want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode and tons more exclusive pods. From the return of Sid Mashburn, we got Michael Hill of Drake's, Chris Gibbs of Union, Ilaria Urbanati. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And more importantly, you get access to our private members-only Slack group where we chat about menswear and everything else. So visit patreon.com forward slash blammo and we'll see you there.